This is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the National Tsunami podcast. Today, we're offering four conversations from episode 26, our discussion with patient advocates about their activities on International NASH Day. It evolved into a fascinating conversation about childhood and adolescent NAFLD and how to increase overall awareness among both frontline treaters and patients. This conversation starts with me asking each of our panelists to describe the activities their organizations have undertaken as part of International NASH Day. Gina Madison from NASH Knowledge in the U.S. starts us by talking about two of her organization's activities in the Pittsburgh area. First, Nash Knowledge released a video playing on the theme of Step Up for Nash, a fun video including simple dance steps and routines by organization leaders and volunteers. Second, Nash Knowledge sponsored an event Thursday evening focused on the Hispanic community where NAFL is a significant and undermanaged disease and held at the Roberto Clemente Museum. It was Nash Knowledge's first live International Nash Day event since the first International Nash Day. Gina goes on to discuss the organization's overall commitment to the Hispanic community. Mike Patel from the Fatty Liver Alliance in Canada goes next and discusses a range of interviews he has been doing with major organizations, as well as an in-person event Thursday night in the Ottawa area. Saturday, Fatty Liver Alliance plans a full-day community event in London, Ontario. Marco Korinjak from the European Liver Patients Association notes that ELPA decided to make June a, and I quote, Fatty Liver Month initiative, driven by multiple online posts designed to get the attention of leaders throughout the European Union. On International Nash Day, ELPA held an event at the EU Parliament in Brussels with patients and speakers from 10 different countries, including Donna Cryer from GLI in the U.S., and participants from the European Patients Forum, the Umbrella EU Patient Group, which has decided to focus on Nash, among its other issues. Marco closes his comments by noting that when ELPA talks to Parliament members about adult NAFLD, they are far less interested than when ELPA discusses childhood disease. This leads me to ask whether talking about children is a motivator to legislators and key figures in other countries, and if so, why? As the conversation winds down, Louise Campbell discusses motivations in the UK built around expectation of declining life expectancy, coupled with the fact that 39% of obese UK patients have NAFLD. The rest of the panelists follow by sharing their own perspectives, which align with my observation and Louise's comments. As International Nash Day grows and globalizes, the actions of organizations like these will comprise an increasing share of the day's activities, and also an increasing share of the volume, messaging, and energy behind the fatty liver public health debate throughout the year. Think about where all this is heading as you listen, and then just sit back, enjoy, listen, learn when you're done. Join the conversation in our LinkedIn discussion group. Every time I meet new advocates in the community, I am bowled over by the energy, the enthusiasm, and by what people have been able to accomplish. I, I think of what this community was the first time we did this podcast in April of 2020. And for a whole variety of reasons, it's just so much more dynamic and there's so much more going on. And today, what, I, what I'm hoping we'll do is we'll get to some of that. So what I'd like to ask each of you to do, and uh, Louise has all the British Liver Trust stuff with her, so I will not say BLT, I would just say British Liver Trust, lest uh, Michael and Gina start ordering sandwiches again. Brave One, go first. Talk about what activities your organization has been taking taking part in today. And, and frankly, we've really got four different levels of dimension here, right? I mean, Marco has ELPA, which represents 30 different countries. Gina has a fantastic program locally based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it's got some outreach beyond that, but fundamentally it's rooted in Pittsburgh. Louise is talking about British Liver Trust, which is a national organization that operates widely in, and, and is broader than just fatty liver and well-established. And then Michael, as he points out, has an organization that in fatty liver disease in Canada is scoring all kinds of exciting firsts. So really uh, different scope, different perspectives. Brave one, go first. What you been up to today and this week? Gina Madison. I'll go first. So here at Nash Knowledge, we're really excited. So I already mentioned that we on so we've been doing a lot on social media. So today on social media, tied to the theme of Step Up for Nash, we did a fun video where we 
we tuned it to Step by Step from New Kids on the Block. And we were singing and we changed the lyrics to just really educate about NASH and fatty liver disease. But what we're really excited about is tonight we're actually doing an in-person event here in Pittsburgh. And it's focused on the Hispanic and the Latino community. So as many folks know, um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and NASH is just growing in this community. And there's a much higher prevalence. So we are bringing a lot of key leaders in the Pittsburgh community within that space. I'm to an event at the Roberto Clemente Museum. We have um, Dr. Anthony Martinez from Buffalo, Dr. David Garcia from Arizona, both are on our board of directors, and Dr. Sandra Sobel, who is based here in Pittsburgh. And they're all going to bring a different perspective about NASH um, and really speak. We're going to do a panel discussion. It's really going to be a great event. We're really excited for it. It's the first time we're doing an in-person event since our very first NASH day. So we're really excited to kind of get back and be able to do something in person. There was a study recently I saw that one in four um, children in American are actually of Hispanic and Latino descent. So we've really focused, you know, not just in that community, but on children as well. So this really kind of ties it all together. And it's just going to be a fun time to really start raising the awareness. And for us, National, as the team at National, is just really building a foundation here in Pittsburgh, in those communities. We have a lot of Spanish language materials and just looking for opportunities to partner with organizations here um, to do more within that community. That's fantastic. For those who don't know, Roberto Clemente was a Puerto Rican baseball player who played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Fantastic humanitarian guy who died on Christmas Eve 1972, I think, in a plane crash trying to fly supplies for the indigent into Puerto Rico in bad weather. A remarkable man, a remarkable story, remarkable museum. What a great place to do that kind of an event. It is, and if I may add, he is one of my dad's heroes. My dad loves baseball. He loves Roberto Clemente. So this actually checks a bucket list off my dad's bucket list as well, um, having an event actually at the museum. So it's kind of a dual purpose there. Your dad just loves sports, though. I mean, I've talked football with your dad. i talked all kinds of American football with your dad, which is not the football I usually talk about, all kinds of stuff. Okay, thanks, Gina. That's fantastic. Mike Bottel. We've had already a really busy week. I'll share the really quickly with you some of the activities that we did and are doing. Uh, last night in Montreal, we had a group of multidisciplinary specialists together. So we had endocrinology, epidemiology, hepatology, primary care, all having a discussion about clinical pathways and how to work together in that community. And that was really, it went really, really well. Also yesterday, we were part of a panel discussion. So shout out to GLI for having us on Fighting Nash Around the World. That was really great with Ghana, US, Canada, Finland, Bangladesh together. Today, earlier today, uh, Panash Initiatives highlighted and posted an interview that we did that, that gave us an opportunity to talk about all the things that we're doing uh, for International Nash Day plus Fatty Liver Alliance and what we do. After today's discussion with you guys, we're, we're doing a liver Twitter space. This is my first time, another first interview with Medscape Education about NASH uh, from a patient uh, advocate perspective. And uh, tonight we have a live event for the Ottawa, Ontario community with Angela, Dr. Angela Chung, who's a hepatologist. And that community came to me asking me for to do something with them. And so we're doing uh, an event there. And on Saturday, we have a, a whole day. We're doing a liver health assessment in London, not England, but Ontario, Louise. <laughs> and we're, we're actually, uh, uh, Dr. Paul Murata is a hepatologist there, and we're going to be assessing people from the community. So super busy week. Uh, and we did a press release also, and it was been really exciting. That's fantastic. And then you've noted on LinkedIn that you've been included as a co-author on which one of Jeff Lazarus's papers it was. That wasn't this week, but I saw the post on that today. Uh, you mean the, nom the nomenclature one you're talking nomenclature about? Nomenclature one, yeah. 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 And also today, I, I, I look on LinkedIn and I find out that Michael is a published medical author. <laughs> Me and 299 other people on that one. <laughs> 
back in the marketing research days, occasionally we, we wind up getting published, usually on oncology papers, and I never knew it was coming. And then people would call me and say, boy, that's really a great paper you're part of, or that's the stupidest thing I've ever read. How'd you get tied up in that? But so, it's always great when it happens, though. I agree. Okay, Marco, uh, you have to top all that. So it's your turn. Marco Korinyak. <laughs> that's not an easy task to do. So I, I didn't know that this uh, podcast was so tough, you know. So I will talk about today. At Alpa, we, like, we decided that we will celebrate the International Nash Day together with the Global Liver Institute. But we are just expanding this to our month. So we have a Fatty Liver Month initiative. So we have several posts on social media and we try to get this post noticed by uh, decision makers in, in European Union. That means European Commission, European Parliament and other institutions that are important for health in Europe. In regards of today, we had a very successful event in European Parliament that was organized by our leader of the group of Nefeli and Nash. We had around 10 different patient representatives. So patient representatives means patients from that country. So around 10 different countries were a part of this event live. And then we had several speakers that I was super excited that they came. So we had a speaker from Belgium, a speaker from Spain, speaker from... And, and one of the speakers was also Donna from the US. And in regards of the patient groups, we all also had a speaker that is from European Patient Forum. And European Patient Forum is the core organization of all patient groups in European Union. So we were very happy that we have also a good collaboration there and that they are convinced that fatty liver is a big problem, a pandemic that will not yet come, but is already here. And we cannot see it in any other papers or policy works or something like that. And this is something that we address very strongly. And we made like six different points what needs to be changed in the legislation in order to tackle this disease. One of the important things that Michael is also addressing and should be addressed also in Europe is getting like a primary care doctors to to start scaling up and screening people because they are usually the first contact with the healthcare community when someone from the general public goes there. But on overall, everybody was super surprised when we presented some data that we have from University of Barcelona for research that we did together with them. And we have a prevalence about 23 to 25% of people of a general population having problems in fat in the liver. Of course, I need to say now that event was specially focused on children because we noticed that if we talk to members of the parliament about adult um, population, they're somehow interested. But if you are saying something about children, they're super highly motivated and interested and they all want to be part of it. So we just use that notion and all the presentation, all the scientific presentation were just built up on a problem of fat in the liver with children. Marco, you know, I, I saw you nodding when Marco said that. I want to ask the group. It's an interesting question. Is talking about fat in the liver with children generally a motivator when dealing with with public groups and, and, and other high-level or high-visibility folks in your country? Louise, I see you nodding yes. Anyone want to talk a little bit about why you think that is or how their perspective on children is different? Louise Campbell. I think the perspective is we don't bring our children up to die young. And nowadays in most of the countries where NAFLD and NASH is highly prevalent, we are predicting the average age to fall. My generation, and I'm slightly older than some and younger than others, is <laughs> on this call, but is, is predicted to probably live the longest because we weren't exposed overly as youngsters to the dietary. We're also particularly in the UK and some other countries post-war, the Second World War, so the rationing was in and our parents were not 
overly fed and it's only in the most recent 30 35 year period that we've got access to extra fruits and vegetables and things like that that you wouldn't now see so there's a lot of history that goes into that but one of the things that even in parliament today and i will just say this before i then go on afterwards 39 percent of obese children in the uk have naffled now that is a parliamentary statistic and it is something that motivates and on the gli's meetings today they talked about the real problem with children and one of the pediatricians was saying the youngest that they've seen a child with full-blown nash is 18 months we are predicting these children to have cirrhosis in their late teens and early 20s we cannot do this and i think it is about engaging so even within australia i see the engagement there higher when we talk about children and pediatric naffled and nash so it's got to be a motivator and i'm glad that marco notices that and uses it as a lever roger can i add something to what louise said we all agree that patients in general who have obesity and type 2 diabetes are probably 90 percent chance that they're going to have naffled and i know that the growth charts for children changed this year and they raised it because so many kids were in the 90 95th percentile and so and, and probably some of this is due to the pandemic and all of the things that go along with that lack of exercise eating as we all know and so i do think that this issue is not only not getting better it's getting far worse and so there is a very high likelihood that these kids are going to develop a, a liver disease way earlier than they would have 20 years ago so i just wanted to add to that quickly that here in the united states you know the statistic is that 10 percent of children have fatty liver and i believe that's a little bit dated i believe that number continues to rise but i can tell you from our standpoint you know we're really focused on getting out in the community and raising awareness and when we really focus on talking about the rise in this disease with children one it takes away the stigma that's often there that nash or fatty liver disease is associated with alcohol and then number two when you are talking to parents or you're talking to people about children this future generation like louise was talking about it just catches people's attention much more because we're talking about this future generation to see a disease that was historically an alcoholic disease rise so drastically within kids i mean it really is scary and it really just shows how much of a public um, health crisis we're in with this disease okay marco go ahead so thanks i I just want to add you know some explanations about the rationale why we organize this connected with children so european union is doing several actions they want to kids to eat more vegetables they had like a really big campaign on on eating more healthy in school so we just want to show that you know i also consider myself young but i'm not so so young but when i was like in school it was very difficult to spot someone who had problems with maintaining weight or obesity but now the trend is just other way around you have problems finding children who are like slim and have no issues whatsoever with maintaining weight or something like that and we problem we see problems with developing type 2 diabetes and we had a head of gastroenterology department talking about children as need for transplantations when they are in their teens and we think that with the appropriate actions in regards of health food information for the general public we can try to reverse this trend which is not going in the right direction and now back to roger 
We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded this conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. Next week, we continue our Easel Congress previews with a star-studded panel of KOLs. Until then, stay safe, surf on. We'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.